the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Friday. It's been a uh, very difficult time, obviously. We're standing by for a briefing from the White House. A briefing from the White House. Right now, it's 106 it is Friday, and um, folks, the, the, the news is just not good out of with the fact that right now that they are expecting that there could be, in fact, um, a, a, another attack, that they are expecting very likely that there could be absolutely um, a, a, another attack on our troops overseas before this whole thing uh, comes to a conclusion, which is supposed to on Tuesday with uh, the U.S. pulling out. So it's uh, it's not a good development. Um, the amount that would have been killed, I'm going to play you some more sound that we have, but it's uh, very, very distressing to say the least. And the White House, again, they do have uh, a briefing that's going to be coming up um, rather shortly. So, but this portion of the program, folks, now it's very warm out, very, very warm out without question. And um, I'm also seeing our friend Justin Katz, who we speak to, uh, no member of Rhode Island's congressional delegation responded to Anchorizen's question to address the plight of potentially stranded Americans or Afghan allies. So um, that's very, very distressing to say the least. I'm also seeing some other news now. Florida judge throws out Governor Ron DeSantis' order prohibiting masks in schools. So that's, that is not going to um, stand in that way. Now, I also want to, uh, before the White House briefing, folks, I do want to reach out and uh, speak with our friend um, at Competition Shooting Supplies. So our friend John Francis, who also, by the way, um, John lost his mom, who was a very, very big part of his life. And he was uh, out last week. So I want to, before this White House briefing, I want to, um, let's see if we can reach out and if we can get a hold of our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. So, folks, right now, uh, good afternoon at 109 on this Friday. It's it's John DePietro, and we are standing by for a White House press briefing. But Biden advised another... Folks, there he is right now. Joining us is our friend at Competition Shooting Supplies, and it's John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Well, John, first of all, I want to, um, on behalf of everyone at the program, express our deepest condolences to you and your family on the passing of your mom. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Can you can you talk about her a little bit? Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, my mom was 88. Um um, she, uh, you know, she's lived in Rhode Island pretty much her whole life, other than the time that uh, she was uh, that was down in Florida with my dad. My dad was in the Coast Guard during the Korean War, and he was stationed in Key West. Um, and, you know, we had, uh, she had, oh, geez, uh, let's see, there's 
three, four, six grandchildren. Hmm. Uh, my younger brother has three boys. My younger sister had two kids. Uh, my older sister had uh, had uh, one boy. Um, she worked at Hasbro for a while, uh, making the GI Joes. So I always had GI Joes growing up. Hmm. And uh, then she worked. Then she spent the rest of her career working for uh, Kmart. But she was. So, I, I know she was um, very proud of you running your business. And John, not only that, but with your your father's experience. I'm just curious what's going through your mind on this the day after this deadly attack. Uh, I'll tell you, um, I am flabbergasted at that. I could, I never would have dreamed a sitting president could could be this incompetent. Yeah, uh, it, it's just beyond shocking. Hmm. The decisions that. Uh, that this man has been making. Uh, and and John, I, 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 I don't, what I about the? Feel, I mean, I was going to say, what about the fact that now the Taliban is in possession of our equipment? What what can you tell us about the firepower of some of the weapons that they're now in possession of? That um, so uh, I don't know of uh, uh, whether a lot of your listeners have been really paying attention to that but they are now in possession of some of our latest technological hardware wow um so the the they, the, the drones that they captured um now granted they may not be able to use them right away but i would guarantee you it will not take long because the russians and the chinese are cozying up to them big time mm. and i'd be willing to bet that for the right price the Taliban will likely sell those drones to the Russians or the Chinese. They're going to back engineer it, and they're going to figure out a way to, to, to circumvent the use of, of that equipment. And what about some of the rifles? From what we understand, the Taliban, uh, they're, like, got, they, they're throwing they, away uh, their uh, rifles uh, for I, these American rifles. I want to say they, uh, um, you know, th- th- he left behind upwards of... I want to say probably close to six to eight hundred million dollars worth of stuff. I mean, he, they have the latest M4 rifles that we were issuing, huh. uh, the sniper, uh, state-of-the-art uh, long-range sniper rifles. Um, I mean, we've all seen the fi- the film and the photos of them completely outfitted in brand new U.S. Uh, gear yep. and guns. That's right. And there's now a video of they've now they got somebody flying one of the Black Hawk helicopters. Yeah, no, I've seen that. They they left behind over 230 aircraft. Plus, they have the airports. So we basically outfitted the Taliban with their own air force. That's correct. Yeah, John Francis, what's been also, folks? A lot of times I like going because you kind of get the the feel. What's what's been uh, the feeling amongst some of the the regulars at competition that? I love it. It's almost like a barbershop feel. Some of the guys that come in and just kind of chew the fat, so well, to speak. Well, a lot of the guys that come in here are, are veterans. Right. And, and it's just their uh, words cannot describe how um, how hurt and betrayed they feel yeah. by this president. Oh, God. And so unnecessary. Now, folks, again, you can find them on Facebook. And, John Francis, you had some, uh, some very interesting... Um, uh, I saw that I guess someone came in, and so you have some 
some interesting uh, firearms that are on consignment. Yes, I had al- almost 30 consignment guns come in this week. Wow. Okay. Now, um, so a lot of them are already gone. Is that right? That's fantastic. Yes, they've, they've disappeared that quick. Huh. And I see just because some of the uh, revolvers were incredible and they each came with a box yeah, of so ammo I as do. well. As far as revolvers, I still have, I still have some, uh, uh, some of the 38 and 357 revolvers. Okay. Uh, so for, especially for those beginners, a revolver is a great choice. It's a very simple uh, handgun to operate. Yep. There's no external safety that you have to bother with. You just basically load it, point it, pull the trigger. Okay. And so, so, and also, maybe there's someone listing that would like to sell either to you or, or on consignment. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's exactly where these uh, folks are, uh, are heard about me. Um, one of them was an estate uh, 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 set up. Uh, she heard us talking on the radio and yeah. uh, gave me a call. Her husband had passed away about six, seven months ago, and she wasn't sure what to do. Oh. So uh, we helped her out there. And I had another guy, he had like, he had the bulk, he had like 16, 17 guns that he brought in. Wow. Holy cow. Well, that's the place, and he, folks. And so, he, he, uh, so a lot of the revolvers I have are from him. Okay. And he is include, he's willing to include a box of ammunition with each gun. Fantastic. Folks, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. You can call them 727-1716. Competition shooting supplies. John Francis, what are your hours for today and for tomorrow? Uh, today we're here ten to six, and tomorrow nine to four thirty. All right, John. Great well, to talk also, to you. I, I, I hate to. Uh, uh, I would say anybody's going to come down tomorrow. Call first uh, because I just got another phone call this morning, and we lost another family member. Oh lately. goodness! All right, condolences, so, John Francis. People should call first. Yes. Okay, John. Good to talk to you again. Thinking of your mom, and uh, be well. Thank you. All right, folks, John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, we are standing by. They are, folks, good afternoon right now at 116. There is going to be a White House press briefing. I'd like to uh, dip into that at the very least. So uh, this is a um, fast-moving uh, situation that's going on right now. It is still fluid, and it is nighttime over there. But this is... Um, Without question, just nothing short of a disaster. For those of you uh, just putting on, by the way, the person you just heard, it's John Francis. It's competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket now. When I first heard of them, someone said Benefit Street. And when I hear Benefit Street, I always think of Providence Benefit Street. But it's Pawtucket. They're easy to get to. You just take exit 2A right off of 95. You go past the Attleboro train station, and then you'll find them right there at Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, this portion of the program, again, as always, I encourage you visit the website, depetro.com. If you had any type of storm damage or water damage, Soul Source Restoration, they're there for you. 401-712-2700. S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Mike Seepy and his crew, they're there to help. There's a link to their website right on uh, depetro.com. But water damage, storm damage, fire, smoke damage, soul source restoration. 401 712 
2700. Well, I want to bring you the latest now. President Biden spoke a short time ago. Folks, not exactly, um, not exactly, again, he's refusing to take questions about Afghanistan. I, I mean, this is just, this is the U.S. president we're talking about. And why is he back wearing a mask? What is happening? President Biden is wearing a mask. He was vaccinated. Anyone coming in contact with him is tested. I just don't, for the life of me, I do not understand why, why are they doing this at the White House? Um, it, 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 it's just none of it makes sense that he just sends mixed messages with this whole thing. I don't understand it, but let's go with some of the sound. Again, we're standing by. There's expected to be a White House press briefing soon. Um, this is a Jen Johnson, Obama's uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. I want to hear um, this was him with uh, Leon Panetta on CNN. Rapidly because of the way in which we, we got out. I think of John Kennedy and the Bay of Pigs. It unfolded quickly and uh, uh, the president thought that everything would be fine and uh, that was not the case. All right, I, I could do without the, um, I could do without the, uh, the music. Um, here's uh, John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman. Thousands of ISIS-K prisoners were released after Biden's withdrawal. ISIS-K. How many ISIS-K prisoners were left at Bagram and are believed to have been released from the prison there? And why weren't they removed before the U.S. pulled out to someplace like Gitmo? Well, um, I, I don't know the exact number. Oh. Clearly, it's in the thousands when you, when you, when you consider uh, both prisons, because uh, both of them were taken over by the Taliban and emptied. But I, I couldn't give you a person. How is that possible? How is that part of the plan? All right, let's say a Chris Wallace was on with Bill Hemmer of Fox. Let me dig into this. One was to get all out, or two, there's going to have to be another surge. I just don't know if that's necessarily the case. But put that to the side. You, you have covered many presidents. What did you think of his standing yesterday? I, I thought off the teleprompter he made two great points. But when he goes to the Q&A, he just sounded soft and timid. And, and the sense I had is that everyone looked and sounded defeated, including the White House press corps. Peter Ducey notwithstanding, but that, that whole room, and perhaps it was appropriate for the moment, was just down. Well, I mean, if you're not down on a day like yesterday when you have 13 American troops killed, uh, something's wrong with you. I, you know, you ask about covering a lot of presidents. Mm -hmm. I thought yes. back to one president, and one of the advantages of having been around a long time is you've seen a lot of things. Back in 1983, when I was covering the White House, Ronald Reagan committed Marines to Lebanon, to a civil war going on in Lebanon. And one day in October of 1983, uh, an Islamic Jihad terrorist drove through a checkpoint and exploded a bomb on the Marine barracks and killed 241 Marines. And we didn't do it right away, but in fact, by February of 84, an election year, Reagan pulled all of the Marines out, and, it, it, you know, it was a terrible defeat. It was obviously first a terrible tragedy, but it was also a terrible political defeat for Reagan policy. But, you know, things, things go on, and people judge, and this is a dark day for uh, the, the Biden presidency, according to Jen Psaki, the worst day of his young presidency. But, but I, you know, to sit there and say this is an irretrievable turning point 
in the Biden presidency. I, I just don't think history bears that out. All right, folks, that is uh, Chris Wallace on with Fox. This is uh, sound gold star father to Joe Biden. You are culpable. You alone. Pray for you. Let's say this. I'll- My message to the President of the United States of America is this. Mr. President, I will continue to pray for you. I will continue to pray for your administration. That somehow you will find the wisdom from God to get us out of this horrific mess that, Mr. President, you have gotten us into. And please quit blaming this on the former President of the United States of America. You are culpable. You alone. The buck stops at your desk. And I would wish that you would quit blaming this on other people. Take the responsibility. Quit passing the buck. And get on with your job. And do what we hired you to do. We do not work for you, Mr. President. You work for us. And as Americans, we demand that justice be done and that the right thing be done and we know what that is and you you know again folks it's um it's tough i don't understand biden with the the mask uh i don't i don't understand that in any way what's the purpose of that why is he doing that i i don't have an answer for that he's vaccinated anyone meeting with him is tested they're back with the masks I don't understand. Now, I did get an email from someone that said, John, can you please update us what's going on with uh, the Cumberland, former Cumberland mayor? Um, obviously, Governor McKee and his chief of staff, former chief of police in Cumberland, Tony Silva. Well, the, the Cumberland mayor, Jeff Butter, did meet with police uh, authorities yesterday. Let's listen to the Channel 12 report on this. To get his chief of staff, Governor Dan McKee reiterates he still has full confidence in his top aide. Target 12 investigator Tim White has been on the story for weeks and joins us now with the latest. Questions continue to swirl around McKee's top advisor, Tony Silva, who today stepped down from a part-time job in Cumberland. 24 hours after Governor Dan McKee said his chief of staff did nothing wrong in a controversial land deal. There's no information that would say that there was undue influence. He tapped the Attorney General and Rhode Island State Police to examine Tony Silva's actions. I don't think it's about base. You know, there were some people questioning whether or not, uh, you know, I could actually get good information and provide, uh, you know, the facts back back to the people that stayed around. So bringing the attorney general in right now is, a, is a, a, you know, another um, opinion that's independent of our office. Target 12 confirmed Cumberland Mayor Jeff Mutter was interviewed by two state police investigators in the attorney general's office on Thursday. Mutter declined to provide specifics about their questions, but did say they asked about Silva's involvement in trying to develop this piece of wetlands at 45 Canning Street in Cumberland. Any thought at all to stepping aside pending the outcome of the investigation? Absolutely not. Why not? Jim, I've done nothing wrong. On Wednesday, Target 12 met up with Silva outside the State House after repeated requests for an interview went unanswered. Have you apologized to him for what's going on right now, and what have you two talked about? I wouldn't say that I've apologized. I think the governor knows who I am. That's why I'm in this position. Silva also served as Cumberland's Deputy Emergency Management Director, making $7,500 a year, while at the same time acting as Chief of Staff, taking in nearly $200,000 annually. Today, Silva handed in his resignation for the part-time job in Cumberland. Now, folks, I, investigators nice job by Tim White. Now, I'm, 
I'm telling you that I I think he's, and I again I I, I have no no bone to pick at all with this with either one of them. But I I, I think that there is a um, I think he's got a problem, and I think it's one of two things: either Governor McKee thinks they can get away with it, or Governor McKee doesn't know the extent of just how serious it is. But from what I have learned, and right now at 126 on this Friday, from what I have learned, it sure sounds that you could make an argument that a crime, he could at least be charged with a crime. And I'll also say this. Governor McKee had a chance and still has the chance. He He's making a mistake by not putting him on leave. But they're, you know, they came in together and they may go out together, by the way. But what I am hearing is I, I don't think this thing is going to end well for Chief of Staff Tony Silva, who, as I've said, I don't know him. I've heard good things about him. We share mutual friends. His accomplishments speaks for themselves. Speak for themselves, excuse me. Uh, former chief of police in Cumberland. He ran the uh, registry Department of Motor Vehicles. He was lieutenant governor at the time, chief of staff for Governor McKee. And now he's chief of staff for the governor. But on this one, for some reason, he just went all in thinking that he could just push this thing over the finish line. But I want to give a lot of credit to the mayor of Cumberland, who was standing up to it, who was standing up and is not caving and it, it, and it's just not going to be, he's not going to cower to these guys. So now it's either, um, it's either he, he doesn't. I, I can't believe this. I'm going to play some sound in a moment. Reporter asked Kamala Harris if Americans are safer. And she walks away laughing. The nonstop laughter is just insanity. How is this possible? How come no one's working with her to say, stop laughing? It's a bad habit. So just stop, you know, stop doing that. Doesn't sound good. It's a bad, bad, nervous habit that she has. All right, there are 5,400 people at the Kabul airport waiting to be evacuated. There are over 5,000 troops still there. (sighs) Folks, this is life in Biden's America. Life in Biden's America. Let me um, go back to the sound. And again, good afternoon at 129. And I want to repeat that. From what I understand... I give if you are a Cumberland resident, when you see Mayor Jeff Mutter, you should say, give him a thumbs up, honk, whatever, and say, hey, Mayor, thank you. Thank you for not just cowering to Chief of Staff Tony Silva. This whole thing of, you know, hey, I'll make it easy for you. What is that supposed to mean? All right, let me hear this. This is uh, Harris at the airport posing photo. Just keeps laughing. Giggling, she's the vice president, giggler in chief, 
posing for a photo. Now they're falling out for how is she the vice president of the United States? Laughs and walks away. Now, in fairness, I'm willing to you know. I'm willing to bet that the the Biden people told her to not say anything. Let me go with, um, let's see, CNN's Closer Award reports the picture emerging how the attackers were able to carry out the blast. This was interesting. Here we go. Starting to understand how exactly these bombers were able uh, to get so close and do so much damage. There were two bombers at two locations. The one is the Abbey Gate, one of the main sort of choke points as those thousands of people were desperately pushing to try to get into the airport every day. And the second, uh, just outside the gate by the Barron Hotel. We were actually at the Barron Hotel just last week. This was the staging ground for the British operation to evacuate people. That British operation has now been finished, but the Brits are saying that they're keen to stress it is not over because of this attack. It is over because that was previously scheduled. Uh, This was the moment whereby they were going to end their evacuation operation. But what we also saw, Brianna, that I think will help our viewers understand a little bit how this could happen was that essentially you didn't have a huge amount of space between the first line of defense, which were these Taliban checkpoints, and then U.S. servicemen sort of standing guard at the entrance to the airport. And what we experienced when we were dealing Dealing with these Taliban checkpoints is that they were not actively searching for weaponry, for IEDs, things of that nature. They weren't necessarily even patting everyone down. They were much more concerned with seeing people's documentation and with trying to push back the crowds, trying to reduce the number of Afghans who are getting in and things of that nature. So you can understand how it's possible that suicide bombers or gunmen were able to get through that Taliban checkpoint and then within a matter of yards they are right up face to face with U.S. servicemen. ISIS Karsan, ISIS K, who claimed responsibility for the attack, said that they were within five meters or five yards of the U.S. servicemen. Obviously it's impossible to confirm that and I would also say even though ISIS has claimed responsibility for this attack, we don't yet have concrete evidence uh, as to who was responsible, where the attack was planned, which part of the group may have been behind it. We have also spoken to someone who's been to the airport today. They were able to share some video footage with us, which shows how the Taliban has sort of changed its operation slightly today to try to prevent a repeat occurrence, because as you mentioned, the threat is still looming large of another attack. What they've basically done is to push those checkpoints back quite a bit, trying to push the crowds further away, create some depth or space between that first line from the Taliban and between U.S. servicemen. Uh, As you said, U.S. evacuations are still continuing, but the threat is still very real. A lot of concern. ISIS has had more than a week to plan for this. This is a soft target, as you mentioned, Brianna, and a lot of fears uh, that we may see more attacks of this nature, though hopefully, given the moves by the Taliban, they would not be able to get as close to U.S. servicemen. 
folks. So frightening. Good afternoon at 1.33. It's John DePietro. We are standing by. There's supposed to be a White House press briefing. This portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, whether it's a washer, dryer, dishwasher, stove, oven, microwave oven, Ryan's Appliance Repair, uh, maybe even garbage disposal, 401-710-7096. Look for them on Facebook and then Saturday appointment. It's available and all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor and oh, senior citizens discounts. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Don't throw it away. Don't just buy a new one. Get it fixed. Get it repaired. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, it's Friday. It's 1.34. There's supposed to be a White House press briefing. But, folks, this, this is a White House that they do not seemingly run on time. They just don't. Some White Houses do. Some don't. This one does not run on time in any way. I can't believe President Biden's sitting there with the mask on. I don't understand. He was vaccinated. Uh, anyone going around him has been tested. There's no one even close to him. Why is he sitting there with a mask on? They, they just do it for the optics. I'm telling you, they do it for the optics. I want to, before I, one more thing, though. This business with Tony Silva. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's got problems. I'm telling you, he's got problems. This is not going to go away. Governor McKee either for whatever reason feels they can push through and maybe maybe the governor doesn't have the full story but i'm telling you i don't think that this thing ends well for well it's it's ultimately it is it's governor mckee who's behind is on the line here he's the one that's going to have to be standing on a stage and answering questions about some of the moves that he made. I'm also seeing Kevin McCarthy, speaker in waiting, is leaving, opening the door, leaves door open to Biden impeachment. There will be a day of reckoning. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Two private citizens involved evacuation efforts tell me Taliban's at the checkpoint near the Ministry of Terror now turning away U.S. passport holders and lawful permanent residents of the U.S. See, this whole business. So 145 is supposed to be a White House update, State Department at 230, Department of Defense at 330. So um, we may get the one with the White House. I want to um, let me see if we can track down our friend Doreen. Who is minding the store at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, she's back from vacation, folks. It's the Queen of Health. It's our friend Marie. Marie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm back, yes, from the wild woods of Maine. Someone is back early from vacation. I thought we were going to get Doreen to answer. Who, by the way, just did a splendid job filling in for you. Yes, she always does. She's amazing. Now, Marie, I received a nice email from one of our listeners who lives in Lincoln. He was so blown away. He is a tea person, loves different teas, popped in, and you had tea that, number one, he didn't know existed, and number two, he didn't realize he could buy locally. 
Yeah, and he buys most of his teas from England. So wow. it was nice. He was being uh, adventurous and trying some different things. Yep. Now, for those that are listening, folks, it's It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Marie, you have over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. Absolutely. Lots and lots and lots of teas. So a nice iced tea on a hot day is very refreshing. And on top of that, certain teas can also be very soothing for people. Mm-hmm. Ras- we have a great raspberry green tea that is so wonderful iced. And I would never dismiss matcha tea as well. That's a powder. So you just can mix it right into a bottle of water. And green tea we know is really good for us. So just being able to throw that into some water and get that little flavor to the um, to the tea. You don't need to add anything else. You could put a little fruit juice if you want, but um, it gives a nice flavor and so good for you. Folks, again, we're speaking with Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And Marie, I'm just so impressed at your knowledge in the fact you carry certain hemp and CBD products. I'm just curious, what are some ailments out there that there are people listing and their knees bother them, feet bother them, back bother them? And if they would just come in, there's some things that you could recommend for either oral or topical use. Absolutely. CBD is, is really a wonder thing. It, you know, I'm not going to call it a wonder drug because it's not a drug, but it's a, it's a wonder thing, a wonderful thing. Um, helps with so many things. Anxiety, sleep, pain, um, skin issues. Um, it's, it's great. And we have lots of dogs on it, too. And dogs don't judge, right? They can't walk, then they can walk. Wow. So, Folks, again, but, uh, she- one of the things that we've found really helpful, because one of the big things right now with everything going on, all this political stuff and COVID, the anxiety, people's anxiety is through the roof. Yeah. So we have a great product called Gabatrol. So GABA um, really helps to calm the brain down and, and just calm that anxiety. Everyone we give a sample to comes back and says, this stuff is amazing, you know, and they buy a bottle of it. So a lot of people that is helping with. Folks, again, she's back from vacation. She's refreshed. She's rejuiced. She's recharged. She's Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, welcome back. Uh, and we'll talk to you again. What are your, oh, excuse me, what are your hours today and tomorrow? I'll be here today till 5.30 and tomorrow from 9 to 4. All right, Marie, welcome back. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. All right, <laughs> folks, there it is, Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, where Tony Silva has resigned from being that no-show job. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, listen, on this Friday, if you're looking for a good place to go out and maybe have some delicious food and cocktails, I recommend the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Stop it and see Shane and his crew at the Centerdale Revival. And also, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, if you're listening right now and you have a cooling problem, you do, call J.K.L. Engineering today. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 
they can, in the wintertime, reduce your oil bill. Summertime, though, they'll keep you nice and cool. And remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Now, right now at 141, let me ask you a question. Have you considered Central Air? It's a game changer for your life. How about it's always 70 degrees in your home? Or 68, whatever you like it at. Or maybe warmer or cooler. Folks, JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. If you're listing right now in Rentham or Bellingham or Douglas or Uxbridge, Uxbridge or Attleboro or Cumberland or Smithfield or Burrowville or anywhere else you can hear my voice, call JKL 401 351 7600. Your cooling system is not keeping you cool. Don't lose your cool. Call JKL 401 351 7600. 54 years in business. I think they know something. They do it right. They do it right the first time. JKL 401 351 7600. I think it is interesting that Commerce Secretary Raimondo is back in town. And I think it's also interesting that she is making the rounds with Senator Reid. I think it's very, very interesting that she wants to be seen with Senator Reid. That leads me to wonder if the Biden administration may be asking Senator Reid to take a post, then, well, actually, Governor McKee would then appoint someone to fulfill that role in the Senate. But Governor Amundo, as much as she'd like to be president, she would really like to have Senator Reid's Senate seat. And he doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. Senator Reid, who was just reelected last year, I think he may go for another term in in uh, in five years when his term is up. He's in good health. He's been there. People are living longer. I'm not convinced, but I think it's very interesting that Governor Gina Raimondo, uh, Commerce Secretary, excuse me, Commerce Secretary Raimondo is in Rhode Island today. And she's making the rounds with Senator Reid. President Obama has released a statement on Afghanistan. President Obama released this statement. Like so many of you, Michelle and I, heartbroken to hear about the terrorist attack outside the Kabul airport. As president, nothing more painful, grieving with the loved ones Americans gave their lives serving our country. As President Biden said, service members are heroes engaged in dangerous, selfless missions. We're thinking of the families of the Afghans who died. May God bless the memory of those we lost and protect those who remain in harm's way. You know, you can just say that. And someone wrote up a statement for him. But this um, this is is really just this the bottom line. The bottom line is this could have been avoided. Hey, folks. Also, in the Boston Globe, there is a story on the streets of Woonsocket trying to stop the rise in drug overdose deaths. They have a pick Brandy Huganen. People call her the Queen. Sat on a stone wall in a park, surveying her realm, her hometown, Winsocket. Accidental drug overdoses in Winsocket rose 129% last year. From 14 in 2019 to 32 in 2020. More than double. As the city sweltered, she found some shade at the World War II Veterans Memorial Park. 
care of outreach workers from Sojourner House approached, offering water and snacks, uh, face masks, uh, medicine. Uh, she accepted it, saying she used a similar kit to save the lives of four people who overdosed to Woonsocket in the past two years. Found two people cold and gray at the bleachers nearby Bully Field. When I got there, I heard the scream. It was not a normal yell. They still had the needles in their arms. Ah! Gave each of them nine hits of naloxone nasal spray. They survived, but one died six months later. She also found a friend unconscious from an overdose. Gave her four hits of it. Her friend survived, but later told her, you should have let me die. Eesh. She stopped using drugs eight years ago, the day her mother died. She dumped 114 Percocet pills down the drain. I realized she wasn't going to be there to help me with my kid. That child is now 24 with a job. Her son makes her proud. The park attracts children who like to use the playground, the basketball courts, and the Napoleon baseball field. She urges people to avoid using drugs in the park. Tell them, go behind an old mill nearby instead. She's witnessed the city spike in accidental drug overdoses and deaths. She said the trend is driven by fentanyl. Extremely potent narcotic can prove fatal. Smaller doses than other opiates. People will use drugs even when they know that contains fentanyl. During the pandemic, people have been losing, using, losing jobs, losing apartments, family members. Since COVID, it's gotten really bad, she said. So interesting story in um, this morning's Boston Globe. So when socket sorts population increased by 5% in the census has been hit hard. Health Department data revealed some of the reasons why the number of accidental drug overdoses more than doubled in a single year. Fentanyl was the factor, 78%. And 66% of the deaths involved alcohol. In all, 77% of the victims had a known substance use condition. None were experiencing a loss of housing at the time of death. And fewer than five had a known history of prior drug overdoses. Um, folks, as I monitor first responders and so forth, um, there are so many drug overdoses. I mean, every day, fire departments are responding to drug overdoses. In the city of Providence tomorrow on a Saturday, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but if, if the amount of overdoses is just... There will be five on a Saturday afternoon. Terrible. They show Sojourner House worker walk through an alley with water, snacks, drug kits to hand out to people. Um, They're finding a shortage of potentially life-saving overdose reversal treatment. There's so many of them. The drug manufacturer Pfizer has said the company has run into production issues with this type of um, naloxone and doesn't expect to ship anymore until the fall. Oh, my God. National shortage. But so that's interesting that and it, and it's it's terrible when you hear it, the amount of overdoses that are happening. And that is not something in the past. I mean, that as someone that has followed the news, that was something that maybe from time to time you'd hear about it. But I think what really brought this to the forefront was the person that ran Hasbro, Brian Goldman, 
they adopted a child, I believe, was adopted. And the week that he died of the overdose, he had been brought to the hospital five times because he kept overdosing. And they were never notified of it, I don't believe. So it's a, it, it, it truly is an epidemic. It truly is. Folks, the, and it's, it's the fentanyl. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, right now, it's 1.50. It's Tuesday. It's, excuse me, Friday afternoon. And if you're in an accident, if someone hit your car, if your vehicle was damaged, hear me out. You never know when you're going to be in an accident. Right now, this afternoon, you could be just going to run, uh, you know, a quick errand. And suddenly, boom. Suddenly, someone hit your car. Now what are you going to do? Folks, West Fountain Auto Body, call them, 272-3340. Call them. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company, West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you'd like to email me, go to the website, petro.com. Freddie writes, I keep my Tony Freitas thermostat at 64 degrees. That's exactly right, Tony. Uh, excuse me, Freddie. J. Kale Engineering. Um... Let's see. What else? Um, uh, What is it with you and about masks? Well, I'm saying it's because they're sending a mixed message. He's vaccinated and everyone around him has been tested. I don't always talk about it, but what's the difference between yesterday and today? I don't understand what the difference is. Between the two days, yesterday he was in front of the press and he's got no mask on. Then today he's in front of the press and he's got a mask on. I'm saying I think it confuses people, folks. But I want to go back to if you're listing right now, maybe you say, wow, the timing is unbelievable. Last night or this morning, someone hit my vehicle. Get it repaired. West Fountain Auto Body. Kenny Salvador, he'll fix it. 401 401- 272-3340 and yes you can drop my name located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body folks good afternoon it's John Petro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM now again there was supposed to be a White House press briefing as always they are running behind and the, um, the news right now in case you're just putting on uh, the radio on this Friday and just wondering what exactly is the news. Uh, the news is it's not good, but they are, in fact, waiting for uh, not waiting, but there's possibly another attack. They are on guard for another attack. Now, I'm also seeing um, on Twitter, Secretary Raimondo, Jack Reed, Jim Langevin taking part in discussion, in the Boys and Girls Club of Pawtucket on the care economy. Because that's so pressing. All right. Well, whatever. So she's back in town. Really just means a long weekend for her down at, uh, I believe, Secretary Raimondo. They have a um, a home at, they have a home at um, Sand Hill Cove. So now we're seeing another face. The family of Ladoran David has given us permission to share his picture. He was enlisted in the U.S. Marines. He was one of the 13 killed. Wow. Uh, Folks, and for better news, 
How about Hurricane Ida could be near major hurricane strength by the time it reaches the northern Gulf? Could happen late Sunday or early Monday. So that's good news. So you could have a hurricane almost on the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, Some more news. Just a few weeks ago, the U.S. was bombing the Taliban. Now there's no one left but the Taliban to protect American forces. Bizarre security arrangement, to say the very least. Oh, my God. Warwickman was arrested today, stabbing, sent a 60-year-old woman to the hospital in Warwick. I don't understand why. Um, Let me see what else. So sad. First U.S. service member who died, Navy medic Max Sovic, 21 years old from New Jersey. Terrible. From Edison. Joined the Marines. President Biden went with the Israeli prime minister, Bennett, at the White House. The prime minister has no mask on. President Biden is sitting there with a mask on. Now, I know Larry sent me an email. What I'm just saying, I don't get it. If they're both vaccinated and they're testing everyone in the room, why do they both have to wear a mask? So, all right, I want to dip in also the... Um, I believe the White House press briefing is starting. And so um, I did want to dip into that. It is, in fact, starting with uh, White House Press Secretary Jen, Jen Psaki. So um, she's giving her first assessment. Let me see if we can... Uh, dip into that folks and I know my time is short I'm aware of the clock it's 155 and it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM but I believe right now that the White House press briefing I believe is getting underway and uh, and if we can I'd like to pick that up just to hear the latest now and it's not it's certainly not promising to say the least but um it is uh okay i think i can pull it up this way and let's see i will have it in just a moment folks again to reminder visit the website depetro.com and if you want to get in touch with me that way it's very very warm out so maybe we'll just dip in just for a moment with, uh, yes, here is the... Today we're announcing that President Biden has directed the Department of Homeland Security to serve as the lead federal agency coordinating across the federal government to relocate evacuated Afghans to the United States. Already, DHS has been working closely with agencies across government, including our military, diplomats, intelligence community, and law enforcement professionals, and many others, to ensure that all Afghans are screened and vetted prior to being allowed into the United States. Additionally, all evacuated will continue to undergo extensive COVID-19 and public health precautions, including immediate COVID-19 testing and offered vaccines upon arrival. DHS will also coordinate... Folks, we had a minor technical glitch, but that is now the latest now from the White House where uh, the press briefing is underway. Now, right now, it's 1.57. It's Friday. It's John DePietro. And again, reporting folks are... 
our top story. Uh, they are on alert for more attacks. They've been there were 170 people killed, and now we are starting to see the names and faces of the Marines that gave up their life and were killed in that blast yesterday. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, again, it's brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. If you need your property power washed, call Jamie's Power Wash today, 401-837-4545. Now, listen, I had them over on my deck last Friday. It makes a huge difference. Call Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. Uh, also online at jamiespowerwash.com, and you can also find him on Facebook. He is terrific. I'll tell you, he made our deck look brand new. Also, this portion of the program is brought to you. You just heard me mention, and I'm glad to hear Freddie has it, but J.K.L. Engineering, keep you nice and cool. If you're having a cooling problem, license in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600 for J.K.L. Engineering, are you a landlord? Someone keeps parking where they're not supposed to? Well, call State Towing Service today. Auto Sales and Repair. Michael Salvatore, 401-331-0925, Valley Street in Providence. So right now at 159, I want to uh, wish everyone a, 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 it is Friday afternoon. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be... The John Dion program. Now, something to watch is the situation with the former chief of police in Cumberland, Tony Silva. I don't think things are going well. The mayor of Cumberland, give him a thumbs up. He's doing the right thing. It's not easy, but he is not going along with the sham that they're trying to push through. So, folks, listen, stay safe. We will follow the news. Remember, if you'd like to reach me, go to the website, log on to Petro.com. You can also visit the shop. And then if there's any breaking news, we will be on Facebook Live. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. WNRI Woonsocket, W236CW, W260DC. WNRI.